the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me on this Monday afternoon. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. I have some really disturbing, unsavory things to report. Um, They're kind of things I hate to talk about, but have to. You... uh, you must know what's going on in the world around us so that you can be aware. Uh, can't, you know, put our heads in the sand. Uh, but disturbing things going on in our public schools. And I could begin this hour with some of those stories, but let's not. Let's uh, let's do something positive. Uh, I'm not a golfer, uh, I used to go about once a year. I actually haven't been on a course to play, and I don't know. It's been four, five, six years. Never was any good. Uh, my father-in-law, Joy's dad, oh, my goodness, was he a golfer. Uh, he wonderful man, factory worker, but, man, could he play golf. Um, just natural, natural ability. Uh but I absolutely love watching golf on Sunday afternoon because it puts me to sleep. <laughs> it's, it's true. There is nothing like watching a golf tournament on Sunday afternoon to help you take a little nap. There he is on the 14th tee, getting ready. He's going to have to go a little left, up over the trees. It's um, approximately 420 yards to the green. He will, uh, he'll probably do a one. You know what I mean? They're talking so quietly about the golfers. Uh, but yesterday was the Masters. And I don't care whether you never watch golf any other time. A lot of people watch the Masters. Uh, one of the big stories was the return of Tiger Woods. Uh, he did pretty well the first day, and it really looked like he might be in contention. And then I think he just got tired. I mean, after all, a year ago, most people thought he would never play golf again. Uh, but he finished. He did terrible. Uh, the worst score he's ever scored at Augusta, but he finished, which was quite an accomplishment. That was the big story, or one of the big stories. But, of course, the biggest story was the winner. Scotty Scheffler is his name. He's 25 years old. 
25 years old. Three months ago, hardly anyone had ever heard of him. Three months ago, hardly anybody had ever heard of him. By March 27th, he was number one in the world. He's won four out of his last six attempts. Well, now five out of seven, including the Masters. Um, he uh, took the lead, I think, on Thursday or Friday. Anyway, after he took the lead, he never looked back. He dominated for the rest of the uh, the tournament. He... Uh, I think he double bogeyed on the uh, final hole on the 18th hole, and he still won by a sizable lead with a uh, 10 under par finish. Now, I didn't know anything about Scotty Scheffler. I don't follow golf. Uh, I, you know, I give it some interest, and but but I I, I don't follow it, so I'd never heard of the guy. Um. Well, I'll take that back. I had heard of him a couple of weeks ago because there was a lot of buzz about how he might do in the Masters because he had won four out of the last six tournaments and so forth. But here's the really cool thing that we are now finding out. When he was given the green jacket in the whatever log cabin that is, uh, he was very kind, very gracious, and so forth. But later, after he had been awarded the green jacket, he sat down for a press conference. And here is part of what he said after winning the Masters. Quote, The reason why I play golf is I'm trying to glorify God and all that he's done in my life. So for me, my identity isn't a golf score. Like Meredith, that's his young wife. They've been married uh, not, I think, two years. Like Meredith told me this morning, if you win this golf tournament today, if you lose this golf tournament by 10 shots, if you never win another golf tournament again, I'm still going to love you. You're still going to be the same person. Jesus loves you and nothing changes. All I'm trying to do is glorify God, and that's why I'm here. And that's why I am in this position. Meredith always prays for peace, because that's what I want to feel on the golf course, is peace and have fun and just feel his presence. So that's her prayer every day. That's my prayer. And I really felt that today. I felt at peace. I find that interesting because in watching, Joy and I didn't watch all of the tournament, but we kind of dozed in and dozed off. Uh, Anyway, the commentators kept saying, he's so calm. He's this kid. He's so young. And he's so calm. He's just, he's just, God, he's got ice water running through his veins. They kept saying that. But get this, quote, his day didn't begin that way. Being in the last group to tee off made for a long wait. A picture of calm and collection all week. Scheffler said he was a mess Sunday morning. Now I'm quoting. I cried like a baby this morning. I was so stressed out, I didn't know what to do. I was sitting there telling Meredith, 
I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm not ready. I don't think I'm ready for this kind of stuff. She told me, who are you to say you're not ready? Who am I to say that I know what's best for my life? And so what we talked about is that God is in control and that the Lord is leading me. And if today is my time, it's my time. And if I shot 82 today, you know, somehow I was going to use it for his glory. I just think that's cool. And then he uh, talked about his caddy, Ted Scott. He uh, he uh, met his caddy in a Bible study. And they chose to work together because they are both Christians and they both have a desire to serve God. And uh, so that is the side of uh, the winner of the Masters Tournament that you probably won't hear about in the mainstream media. I, I don't, that's all I know about his spiritual condition. I don't know about his background, but uh, what he said at a public press conference certainly speaks well of his faith and uh, certainly seems that he has a solid relationship with Jesus Christ. Good for him. And, uh, his wife. Happy for them. All right. That's the positive. I wanted to begin this hour with that. When we come back, this story out of New Jersey is more than troubling. And it is once again proof there is absolute child abuse occurring in our public schools. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Can you imagine you um, you have a first grader in school and uh, your child's teacher gets up in front of the classroom to give a lesson called Understanding Our Bodies. Yeah, this is, uh, this is in New Jersey. And the teacher gets up in front of the classroom using the official approved curriculum from the State Board of Education in New Jersey. And the teacher tells your first grader, quote, I'm quoting, You might feel like you're a boy, even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are girl parts. You might feel like you're a girl, even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are boy parts. And you might not feel like you're a boy or a girl, but you're a little bit of both. No matter how you feel, you are perfectly normal. Those are direct quotes from the approved curriculum coming out of the New Jersey Board of Education. Their lessons entitled Pink, Blue, and Purple. Understanding Our 
bodies. Another part. Being a boy or a girl doesn't have to mean you have those parts. There are some body parts that mostly just girls have and some parts that mostly boys have. And then it goes into graphic description that is medical, but I'm not comfortable reading it all over the air. And I would never feel comfortable about using these words and these concepts with a first or second grader. And yet that is the curriculum being used in New Jersey schools. And then there is this story. Uh, This is from... What state is this? Uh, I think it's... um, Maryland? Uh, I'll I'll figure this out. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. It didn't make a whole lot of difference. Anyway, it's a story, a news story about a transgender first grade teacher. Again, first grade. The teacher's name is Ray Skyer, and uh, he posted a video on Facebook last month showing the, quote, identity share that he had with elementary age students from Brooke Roselandell, which, oh, it's 30 minutes south of Boston. It's in Massachusetts. The teacher, again, is Ray Skyer, and here is a video that he shared with first graders and kindergartners. Listen to this. This is the text from the uh, video that he shared. Now, remember, he's talking to kindergartners and first graders. He says, quote, So something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them, and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or girl based on what they look like. And most of the time, that guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. But sometimes the doctor is wrong. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. When a doctor makes an incorrect guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. So, I'm a man, but when I was a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl. And so my parents gave me a name that girls typically have and bought me clothes that girls typically wear. And until I was 18 years old, everyone thought I was a girl. And this was super, super uncomfortable for me because I knew that wasn't right. The way I like to describe it is like wearing a super itchy sweater. The longer you wear it, the itchier it gets. And the only way to make the itching stop is to have everyone see is to have everyone see and know the person that you really are. So when I was 18, I told my family and my friends that I'm really a boy. And it was like this huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I had the freedom to be who I truly am. And even though this experience is super challenging sometimes, it made me the person I am. And I am super proud to be transgender. He's talking to kindergartners and first 
He's a teacher. He says, this is a video from an identity share I did yesterday over Zoom with many of our kindergarten, first and second grade students. When I opened up my classroom Zoom room immediately after, here are some of the things my students said. Great job, Mr. Skyer. I think my family is a lot like yours. How did you grow a beard? Who are those in those pictures? Learning about and embracing differences, something that comes naturally and exciting to children. Let's follow their lead. This is a teacher, 30 minutes south of Boston. Now, those two stories that I read to you, that's child abuse. Well, Bob, why is it child abuse? Because you are dealing with issues that little children are unable to comprehend, unable to understand issues that absolutely destroy their innocence, destroy their innocence, and encourage confusion. This generates confusion. I wonder if I'm like that. I'm a boy, but maybe I'm really a girl. I'm a girl, but maybe I'm really a boy like my teacher. Maybe in order for me to be really happy, I'm a girl, but I need to become a boy because he, she, you know, this is this is child abuse. And not only is it being tolerated, it's being celebrated by the liberal left. And get this including our president. The president of the United States has encouraged this kind of thing. It's outrageous. It is child abuse. All right, we'll be back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.